on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Haley Sperling. A state bill looks to ban race as a consideration for financial aid at UW. UW faces lawsuits from conservative groups and UW employees over diversity programs. And we've got Valentine's Day ideas for next week. It's Friday, February 9th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Friday News Roundup. We're on the horizon of the week. And my eyes have been fixed to our skies lately because the sun's out longer, our aerosphere is getting louder, zoom, zoom, and love is in the air. As always, a mixed bag. But as the cicada beetles say, all you need is love. Joining me for this here roundup is our newsletter editor and today's love doctor, Haley Sperling. What's happening? Hello, love doctor. Oh gosh, I'm not sure about that one, but I'm I'm ready for it. Yes, we're cosplaying love doctors later in this conversation. Um, but yeah, I've been thinking about the air a lot, uh, specifically the air over the UW system and UW Madison. I'm assuming it's a little bit more stiff than usual, at least more so than past spring semester starts, because um, of the attacks on UW's diversity initiatives have not died down. Uh, they're coming now from the state legislature and out-of-state conservative groups and employees within the system. So first, I want to talk about the state house has a bill looking to ban race and ethnicity, among other protected statuses, as a consideration for financial aid. Uh, This would affect Wisconsin public colleges and universities and the Wisconsin Higher Educational Aids Board. This bill, it's passed through the assembly along party lines, and it's now in a Senate committee. It just got a hearing last week. And one of the bill's sponsors, Green Bay Republican Senator Eric Wimberger, testified before the Senate Committee on Universities and Revenue in that hearing. And he said the bill's an effort, quote, hopefully to turn the ship a little bit back to a more noble effort of trying to be race neutral, colorblind, and focusing more on individual merit or achievement rather than presuming someone has an inherent quality based on what they look like. Hmm. From, yes, sounds sounds good in some ways, but some context, uh, which we'll talk about. It just, it's, it's strange to hear state Republicans' language around how they're framing this, um, that are, the state Republicans are being vocal on these measures to, you know, this latest one to, you know, bump race and ethnicity as being a consideration at all. They're using language like, it being a noble effort and that there's racial discrimination happening against white students by having programming outlined exclusively for students of color. I guess this is evidence of delivery on what Assembly Speaker Voss said pretty directly at the end of last year after UW Regents signed the budget deal, which was, quote, Republicans know this is just the first step and what will be our continuing efforts to eliminate these cancerous DEI practices on UW campuses. Haley, thoughts? (laughs) 
Oh, where do where do we start with this one? Um, yeah, like like you mentioned, the language that they're using here is very interesting and genuinely gives me the ick. Calling this a noble effort makes me really nervous. Like I I really don't like that. I really 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 don't like that like for some reason it's giving me like crusader vibes you know um and again like your resident jewish friend when someone calls something a noble effort to like erase race like it gives me bad feelings this does not give me hope that we are headed in the right direction this gives me very strong fears that we are headed in a dangerous direction. This type of language makes me nervous. This type of language, I think, is very easily weaponized against people. I also just, I I roll my eyes very hard at being quote unquote race neutral and colorblind. Like I, I thought we were over that. And I understand why some people like do think like, but Haley, like, isn't it good that you don't see color? You know, no, it's actually not like you can't sit in a room with a bunch of diverse people and pretend that everyone looks the same, you know? It's it's not fair. And ignore history of how people were treated because of the way that they looked, because, yeah. Exactly, and also, like, what we bring in terms of, you know, our racial identities, our religious identities, our gender identities, whatever, like, these are all very important aspects of what make people people and it brings our humanity together and it helps us understand each other better and if we were sitting in this interview and like we're just pretending that again like i'm not jewish and you're not black like you know this would be a much different conversation and it would be a boring conversation genuinely and we'd be missing the point like yeah this this is a giant step backwards but that again is what our state legislature simply likes to do and that's all i'll say about that <laughs> You know, I'm try try to be, you know, see everyone's point of view, even as, you know, a black person, as a person of color, and think oh, the most positive look at this would be it's good that someone is that there's care around discrimination. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it struck me as, you know, James Baldwin's quote, history is not the past. It is the present. We carry our history with us. We are our history. If we pretend otherwise, we are literally criminals. Like we are not past racism the the language that's being used just you know to go off of what we've been talking about the bill's proponents they're using language of civil rights activists <laughs> like Martin Luther King not being judged by the color of your skin and also language of people who have fought for affirmative action efforts they're using it against affirmative action and currently UW Madison has been and other other universities in the system have been trying to effort fully include people of color who have had this legacy of discrimination that has kept their parents and their grandparents out of opportunities and and, and bringing light to white privilege. (laughs) So it's good that we're getting into the conversation about discrimination and how to treat people fairly. And what's obviously, frankly, scary is that they're they're trying to change the laws. Yes. Um, And that's... 
troubling for many people <laughs> who are there's a lot of opposition to this bill um you know including from the ho-chunk nation um we've seen you know uw madison and other universities uh trying to be thoughtful and in how to include indigenous folks considering all of the legacy there of, of dispossession and it's one of the measures that are coming after the uw board of regents struck a deal the devil's in the details, um, and folks are coming out of the woodwork, uh, and including the state legislature, but also outside conservative groups and employees are are now suing uh, the UW and suing around uh, DEI programs. Calls are coming from inside the house. So a UW Eau Claire employee filed a lawsuit over a demotion from a DEI position. The Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, a Milwaukee-based nonprofit conservative law firm, filed a lawsuit against the state bar of Wisconsin in December over its diversity clerkship program for law students. Um, a conservative conservative group challenged UW Lacrosse's DI policy for student groups. And here in Madison, the Equal Protection Project, an affirmative action litigation group under the Legal Insurrection Foundation, filed a civil rights complaint against the University of Wisconsin-Madison over a fellowship program. And that one's from an outside group that isn't isn't local. So we're seeing the the impacts of this DEI deal that was struck. And their system is getting squeezed by lawmakers and folks from outside the state and their own employees. It's a lot of pressure. And I don't know what offense, if any, the university can play. It just seems like mom's been the word. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous here, you know, to think about what the future will hold. I'm very curious to see where these lawsuits go, right? I think that will be kind of a big indicator of what is to come. But these lawsuits and challenges are all coming after uh, the UW system uh, and the state assembly all came to an agreement over, you know, getting getting rid of DEI in exchange for raises and, you know, people claimed it was a win. And now we're seeing these consequences happen so, so quickly. Uh, and it's, uh, it's scary. It's scary here, right? And I'm, I'm kind of curious if this is just going to come around and like bite the universities in the butt, because like you said, the calls are coming from inside the house, right? Like these university employees are suing their employers. Like it's just, uh, I, I don't think we're saving money here. I don't think we're saving time here. And once again, I think we're just taking several large steps backwards for no reason whatsoever. You know, like this was not really an issue that anyone was complaining about, um, except for several older white people in the state legislature who are decades out of school, you know? So I, I guess they're still just feeling nostalgia for those glory days or what could have been, but I don't like that they're making it our problem. Yeah. I mean, it certainly, you know, here in Madison, we, we tend to have be on the same page around affirmative action. I want to speak for everyone, but I've certainly, you know, heard in other places, um, people who are white and feel like they're being not included and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, this is a conversation we could go into much more depth, but it, I, you know, when you see a lot of efforts to minimize the teaching of, you know, black history and, you know, as, as civil rights leaders start to pass away and, you know, are we still teaching about the Holocaust? Are we still teaching our history in this nation? So, like, never again, like, seeing statues across Wisconsin about, like, World War II 
veterans and, and, and things that we fought for. <laughs> History being taught in its entirety is very important. And it seems like a collective effort to kind of minimize the the damage that was done on state level, you know, government levels, everyone, you know, people involved in discrimination and the idea that that's so over and done, um, that that needs to be fact checked. Right. Like we are, we are not post race until we are all just like giant amorphous blobs like floating through space together. Like then I will hear them out on saying I don't see color and I don't see race because sure, like if your gaseous state is the same as my gaseous state, then like we are all equal. But until then, like let's celebrate the differences, right? <laughs> Yes, I love where you took that with the air. We are going to be heading into love after this and the love that's in the air. Before we can dive into that, let's take a quick break. Our next story is featuring Haley's brilliant mind. And um, Haley, just take it over. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. My brilliant mind is here. Your doctor love is in the house. Um, Thank you, Bianca. Um, So Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Of course, it's February. Love is in the air, as we've said. And you know, People might not think of Madison, Wisconsin as the most romantic destination in the world, but I'm here to change your mind uh, because recently I put out a call to Madison Minutes readers to tell me about their favorite Madison date night spots and some of the special adventures that they go on with their loved ones. And, you know, again, just another caveat that date night can be with a significant other date night can be with your girlies date night can be with yourself um so anyways we can take take all these suggestions and run with them as you will because truly they are for everyone uh so really whether you're looking for valentine's day plans or just want to spice things up a little bit uh i've got some good good suggestions for you starting off with the kind of classic, if you're looking for like a Valentine's Day first date sort of vibe, some places to go check out uh, would be uh, the Robin Room Lounge, which B, I know you <laughs> you Sorry are there a frequenter there. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> ran into each other completely, completely separately there last night, which was so funny. I was uh, on a date. Just a testament. Yeah. And was it not romantic? Was it not beautiful? It was romantic. <laughs> it was lovely. It's got good lighting. And I was on a date with my little boys, you know, my <laughs> all my all my boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Robin Room, if you're looking for cocktails, Robin Room. Number one spot to go on the east side. But on the west side, there is also La Tigre Lounge, which is kind of exactly what it sounds like. Um, it is it is dive bar tiger themed, I guess is the best way to put it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've only been there once and I've just been dying to go back ever since. Um, so anyone, if you want to hang out with me, invite me to La Tigre. I will say yes, absolutely. The only caveat there is um, no swearing. No swearing allowed in the bar because we live in a proper society uh, where we don't need to use curse words. Uh, but I get I get in trouble with that sometimes. <laughs> I, did, I totally forgot about that that rule i haven't been in forever but that place is friggin 
cool. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just, it's, it's literally like a tiger's den, right? Like it's, it's plush and it's lush and it's dark and moody and they're just tiger print everywhere. And yet it's still a dive bar in the west side of Madison. Like it's just there. And I, I love it. I truly love it. Uh, other solid places, um, you know, if you're looking for cocktails too, Mint Mark, solid. Everyone loves it. Lola's now on the north side. If you can get in there, uh, people do love it. It does have some solid cocktails. Uh, I also love Cordial. We love Cordial. We're big fans here. But if you're looking for, you know, maybe a little daytime date adventure, something with perhaps a little bit more caffeine, we love Johnson Public House, Lakeside Street Coffee House, Ledger Coffee, and my favorite is Forward Craft and Coffee over in the Atwood neighborhood. I love them there. Their baristas are so sweet. Uh, and also, like, Forward's kind of the best of both worlds, right? Because it's craft and coffee. So they have beer on tap all day along with coffee all day, which I love for so many reasons because, like, Sometimes I want a beer mosa in the middle of the afternoon. And sometimes I want a latte at 8 p.m. because we're feeling a little crazy. Uh, so that's sure to satisfy all of you and your dates out there. <laughs> it's got range. She's got the range. We love it. Forward. She's got it all. Uh, but for those looking to get past the drinks, if we're looking for meals, of course, there are so, so many options out there. Uh, some of the spots that my readers have recommended to me included Osteria Papavero, the classic. Uh, Y'all had a lovely conversation with the chef from uh, that very restaurant, if I recall correctly. The loveliest. I was dying, like literally halfway through, like I need food. I can't even finish this conversation with you. <laughs> I love it. I love so just a testament to like how good, how good the food is. If it sounds that good on a podcast, imagine how good it's going to taste. <laughs> um, readers also love Bar Corlini, the classic uh, again Atwood neighborhood uh, food fight Italian restaurant. They've got solid pastas, pizzas, all that good stuff. Tornado Room, classic steakhouse. If you want to feel like you're a little like 1920s gangster, that's my favorite spot too. Very uh, good description. Right, right? Especially yeah, like yeah. when you're sitting the booth, by, the bar. by the bar. Yes, yeah. exactly. You knew what I was talking about. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> then it gets like a little Wisconsin supper clubby in the back. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's it's a fun vibe. Um, and if you want to get really moody, or maybe you're a late night sort of person, 1000% uh, Notchpiel is the spot. Uh, we love it. They're always spinning some funky music. The red lights in there give it a beautiful vibe. And I mean, the food's great. Like truly never misses. The specials are always lit. And like truly the three cup, I've definitely mentioned it on this podcast before. Um, it's solid. It's very solid. Yeah. Former employee here can attest. It's a happening place. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and then, again, for anyone that doesn't want to do food or drinks, we've got a couple of adventures. Um, so some people have written in to me and said that they've got some daytime adventures that they like to go on. And I'll just go through a couple because I think they're really good. So Steve W. wrote in and said, the best date night spot in Madison is a Willie Street night. Grab dinner at the Weary Traveler Freehouse, then walk over to IO Arcade and play each other in a couple of rounds of pinball, which I love. 
Another one from Mel L said, the Chazen is a great spot to take a date over and over again. There are always new places to explore, art to look at while standing close to each other, and it's naturally romantic. There you go. One more. Um, this one is one that I, I really want to do with my friends. This is like a friend date night that I've been I've been pushing on my girlies. And I'm like, can we please do this? Um, so this one is from Sarah Yu. She said, our favorite date night begins at Nerd Haven Arcade. After a few hours playing pinball and games, we walk the thousand feet or so to Buck's Pizza to put in an order. While we wait for the pizza, we go to Jade Monkey for a cocktail. 20 minutes later, the pizza is done. So we pick it up, bring it to Jade Monkey and enjoy while we play a game or two of darts and i think that's beautiful i think that's perfect she is a genius thank you so much for that layout holy cow yeah no i i actually don't know if i've been to the jade monkey and i recently looked it up and considering going it's a spot. I've only ever been there once, um, and it was very cute. They recently, you know, um, did some updates in there, and it's really nice. There's honestly, like, a whole strip of bars down on that, like, Cottage Grove Road area um, that I think are very solid. It's a lot of, like, dive bars out there. There's a lot of solid restaurants out there, and now there's a lot of new housing being built out there. So I truly think that that is the next area to watch. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Cottage Grove Road blowing up. blowing up it's funny you know thinking about valentine's day my boo asked me it was like i think we should do something fun and i thought fun (laughs) what valentine's day fun that oh that's a good idea and then i was like laser tag um and then i thought i really want to go to sky zone The trampoline park oh my by Culver's. By, it's like on um, the Beltline by Fish Hatch. Like I only yes, know. Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never been. I only know it's there because of I go to Culver's every now and then when I need um, love, and I I don't know. And now I think it's funny because I you know the theme of today was uh, getting catching some air <laughs> or just being in the atmosphere yeah. um, with your loved one. Uh, that might be fun. Just like jumping and being silly. I think that that's something, you know, sometimes you can put a lot of pressure on Valentine's Day. You know, you needed this or did they get me the right flower? The little things. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm a psychology head. So I, that's why I follow those psych- psychologists online and talking about relationships and how to make them stronger. And I feel like I heard a really good anecdote the other the other day from a psychologist that I follow from Chicago who's really well-respected at professor at Northwestern. And she said, it's really important to have those, you know, serious talks. You know, hopefully you are not finding serious talks on your Valentine's Day. But um, she said that's really critical to having, you know, a good relationship. But also so are those moments of fun and levity and making sure you balance it out. All relationships take work, but, you know, showing each other the fun stuff is, is really key. So maybe go to the trampoline park. <laughs> yes, <laughs> With all the I kids. love it. Please, <laughs> please go on the trampoline date and let us know how it goes. Don't hurt yourself because I will definitely break an ankle if I go there. <laughs> yes. I think that's it. We brought this thing full circle. Earth, wind, fire, and mostly air. (laughs) Do you remember? Oh, Haley, thank you for joining me for the news roundup. Appreciate you so much. Of course. Thank you, Bianca. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin, your host. This week, we're produced by Molly Stentz, Alexandra McMahon, A.K. Almoman, Phil Circus, and me. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. Haley Sperling is your newsletter editor. You can always get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with your sweetie or someone you'd like to be your sweetie? We'd love to be your love connection. See you back here Monday morning with more stories from around the city. A tout l'heure.